Good morning. Welcome to our service. Today is the last Sunday before Lent. It's the last Sunday when technically we should be using the phrase Alleluia, because we don't normally use that in Lent. It's also Transfiguration Sunday, the day when we remember the transfiguration of Jesus on the Mount. So before we start, I'd just like to read a short poem by Bobby Brown on this subject. Jesus took Peter, James and John high up into the mountains to pray. Then Jesus was transfigured before them in a mystical, wonderful way. For his countenance had a glow and a shine as the three apostles listened, his raiment actually turned to white, and it remarkably glistened. Moses and Elijah would then appear as the deep called unto deep. But unfortunately, the three apostles had fallen fast asleep. A cloud then overshadowed them, as the transfiguration had begun. A voice came from the clouds saying, this is my beloved son. So as we start this worship leader service, we have myself leading, obviously. We have Moira praying, Valmai reading, and John doing a different reflection, shall we say. So let us begin.
The Lord is here. His Spirit is with us. In a moment of silence, let's call to mind the things that we've done that we shouldn't have done and those things that we've neglected to do which we ought to have done. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word and deed and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We're sorry and truly repent for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting light. Amen.
The Old Testament reading is taken from the book of Exodus, chapter 34, verses 29 to the end of the chapter. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him and he spoke to them. Afterwards, all the Israelites came near him and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Mae'r gospel heddiw yn darlluniad yn ôl Sandlic. Credwch i fi, naeth rai ohonach chi sy'n sefyll llama ddim yn ei marw cyn cael gweld diwnt harnasu. Tia gwthnos yr ôl i'r iesydd waed hwn, fe aeth i wyddio i ben mynydd a mynd â pedr, iago, ac yw yn gydag e. Wrth iddo wyddio, newidio ddau golwg, a throd ei dillad yn wyn llachar. A dyma nhw'n gweld dau dyn, Moses ac Elias, yn sgwrsio gyda'r iesu. Roedd un o lygfa anhygol, a roedd nhw'n siarad am y ffordd roedd iesu yn mynd i adael y byd, Hynny ydy beth oedd yn fi'n digwydd iddo yn Jerusalem. Roedd pedr ar llaill wedi bod yn teimlo'n gysglyd iawn, ond yma nhw'n ddeffrog o iawn pan welon nhw'r ysblender iesu a'r ddau dyn yn sefyll gydag ef. Pan oedd Moses a'r Gilaeus ar fi'n gadael, dyma pedr yn waed oedd iesu, feistir, Mae'n dda cael bod yma. Gadi ni godi tair lloches, un i ti, un i Moses ac un i Laias. A doedd ddim ganddo ddim syniad wir beth oedd yn weid. Tra oedd yn dweud hyn, dyma gwmwl yn dod i lawr a chau o'i gwmpas. Roedd nhw wedi dechrau'n wrth iddyn nhw fynd mewn i'r cwmwl. A dyma lais yn dod o'r cwmwl a dweud, fy ma bu ydy hwn, yr un drwy wedi dewis, grandewch arno. Ar ôl i'r llais ddweud hyn, roedd iesu ar benu unan unwaith eto. Dyma'r llais yn cadw'n dawel am y peth, wedyn nhw ddim wrth neb bryd hynny am beth roedd nhw wedi ei weld.
Aye, well, we came down from the mountain, that's James, John and I, we were still shaking. I was so confused and trembling, so much that I kept on stumbling. And John, he had to reach out with a hand and steady me. Now Jesus has said not to say anything to anyone else about it. Not to the rest of the twelve, not to anyone, until after he was raised from the dead. But we couldn't help discussing it between ourselves, James, John and I. What on earth did he mean? He'd been saying some strange things recently. In a way, it was easy to accept what he did rather than what he said. I mean, the healings, the casting out of demons, making people well and whole. Who could disagree with that? The crowds loved him. They followed us everywhere. Ah, it was difficult to get away from them. If he wanted to spend some time alone with us, the twelve, he had to take us away to a mountain top or, or, or some out-of-the-way place. But even then, sometimes they'd run ahead of us. It got so that Jesus wanted to be by himself. He'd have to rise long before dawn. Sometimes we'd wake and find he'd gone. He was doing so much good. Oh, so much good. The people said that he must be a prophet. John the Baptist or Elijah. Or the one who is coming to herald the coming of the kingdom that we've been waiting for for so long. But I had seen this man. We'd all spent time with him. We, the twelve, and especially James, John and I. We'd seen him up close. Watched his every move. Shared meals. Seen him tired and weary, yet still willing to heal those who pressed him in the crowd. Those who begged him to come and heal their son or daughter. Over the weeks and months, it dawned on me, he wasn't the forerunner of one of those that was to come. He was the one. The Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. So when he surprised me by asking me directly, I, I blurted it out. I told him he was the Christ. He seemed pleased, but then he did something odd. He told us not to say anything. And then he started saying the weird stuff. That he would suffer at the hands of men, that he would be rejected by the religious leaders, that he would be killed, and on the third day raised to life. And that some of us would see the kingdom of God in our lifetimes. Well, we didn't understand what he meant. Wasn't the Christ, the Messiah, meant to rule in glory, to overcome those that hated us, to help us throw off oppressors? How could he die then? Wouldn't that be the ultimate failure? How could he bring the kingdom of God if he wasn't going to be around much longer? He probably saw us whispering amongst ourselves, uh, trying to work out what that really meant. Maybe that's why the following week he took James, John and I up the mountain to pray. 
we were up long before dawn whilst it was still dark to make sure that we would be alone and not disturbed. We were all quite tired. Maybe I was a bit sleepy, but I tried to focus my mind in prayer. I thought at first, I sort of drifted off. Again, why did this keep on happening? Why couldn't I keep awake just for five minutes? I saw Jesus. I knew it was him, but he looked different. His face a ball of white light. His clothes so dazzlingly white that it hurt my eyes. And I shielded my eyes with my arm. Dreams can be so real at times, you know. Then I saw the other figures, uh, two of them, and they were talking to him. It seemed strange, but I knew straight away who they were, Moses and Elijah. They were all in white too. All three of them enveloped in this amazing light, brighter than the sun, and they were talking to Jesus. Talking with Jesus just like as if they knew him already. Like as if something they did every day. But it was more than that. Jesus was in the centre of the three. He was the greatest of them. I thought a lot about that later on, you know. Imagine it. The Jesus that we'd walked with, eaten with, spent so much time with, greater than the greatest of all of our prophets. Suddenly I realised I wasn't dreaming. And this was for real. I felt like somehow I slipped into another world. And I was terrified. Uh, typically for me, I, I started gabbling and blurting out anything that came into my head, trying to make the situation uh, seem more normal. Some nonsense about building shelters for them. James told me about that later on, you know. Then he got scarier. We were caught up in a cloud. James, John and I. My heart was pounding really fast in my chest. I thought it was going to burst and I was quaking all over. If I was going to die, to be struck down, because I was unworthy of being in the presence of God himself. I wanted to happen quickly and painlessly. Instead, we heard a voice. It seemed all around us, loud and booming. Yet at the same time, it spoke quietly in a whisper to us, into our ears. This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. I fell at Jesus' feet, and when I got up, the cloud had gone, and we were alone with him. He didn't give us any explanation, you know. Just told us not to say anything to the others, uh, to anyone, until he was raised from the dead. Well, we didn't really understand it then. It only made sense a long time afterwards. James, John and I didn't talk much about it amongst ourselves. I think we're all trying to work out what it meant. But we couldn't quite get there, you know. I only knew that I had had my confirmation. This man, Jesus, my friend and teacher, he was the Christ. 
the Son of God. He come at last. Let us pray. Today, in our cycle of prayer, we pray for the Anglican Church of Kenya and the Tawi Ichav Ministry Area. We pray for our Archbishop Andy, our Bishop John. We also pray for Adrian, Andrew, Glyn, Elizabeth, Ben and their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray to God, our Creator and Redeemer, for our needs and the needs of the whole world. We pray that your wisdom and a desire for peace will be given to all world leaders. We pray for all those who live in parts of the world where there is conflict, for all those who suffer fear and loss, famine and sorrow. We especially pray for the current issues in Ukraine and hope for a peaceful outcome. Let your loving arms embrace all those caught up in this worrying and frightening situation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who have died and remember all brothers and sisters whose anniversary falls at this time. Please help all those who grieve and give them the strength to come to terms with their loss with the hope of life everlasting. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves, Father, for our family, friends and loved ones. Help us to listen to your guidance and fulfil the purpose you have for us. We pray that we can in some small way reflect your glory in the way we behave and in our actions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer.
Father, we thank you for your unconditional love. We thank you for your blessings and mercy and pray that we can be worthy. Help us to listen to your message in the knowledge that you, are all, that you always hear us and that we can put our total trust in you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we give you thanks for the transfiguration and the revelation of your glory in the face of our Lord Jesus Christ, for your confirmation of his disciples and for the promise of his victory. May the light of your presence shine on your people, that all may see the fulfilment of their hopes in the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Finally, Father, in a moment of silence, we bring to you our needs and concerns in the knowledge that our prayers are heard and your Holy Spirit is with us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. We now read the Collect for Special Prayer for today. Almighty Father, whose Son was revealed in majesty, before he suffered death upon the cross. Give us grace to perceive his glory, that we may be strengthened to suffer with him and to be changed into his likeness, from glory to glory, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Let us now say the prayer that our Lord taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us now stand and affirm our belief. Do you believe and trust in God the Father? the creator of all. I believe and trust in God the Father. Do you believe in his Son, Jesus Christ, the Saviour of the world? I believe and trust in God the Son. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life? I believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit. This is the faith of the church. This is our faith. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, 
Amen. Thank you.